I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Rush Daily Fantasy Sports Show. I'm Mark Ferguson, joined as ever by my compadre Nick of Wigan. Nick, how are you doing tonight? I didn't know you could speak Spanish, Mark. Oh, Muchos fluent. <laughs> uh, no, I'm all good. I'm I'm all good. Yeah, thank you. Great. So we're going to be talking all things NFL on fan team tonight. It's the same old menu as usual. We've got a starter of season of season long talk, an amuse bouche of Thursday night football showdown action, and then a main course about the red zone on fan team. No dessert as I'm on a diet. Um, so yeah. Week 14 already, Nick. Only five weeks of the regular season to go. Yeah, we we got to that point again, haven't we, where the season's just... It feels like it started last week and it's almost over with. Well, we've got the playoffs, haven't we, to look forward to. But it's um, everything from Thanksgiving onwards feels a little bit bittersweet, I think, in the NFL season because you know it's almost coming to an end and teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, you're not watching football as of next month. So, yeah, and um, it's also we're also at that time where injuries are just decimating our teams, and it's making it harder and harder to make decisions on a Thursday for yeah. a Sunday. It's even worse in the era of COVID 
Like yes. this just hasn't helped at all, has it? Um, you know, you can deal with the physical injuries, you can make a call on that, but when you've got some nice matchups and there's COVID designations being thrown around left, right, and centre, mm. and people, it's, some of it's not even obvious. You know, like you people coming into close contact and. There's no actual yeah. confirmation as to whether they're positive or not, but they're still designated COVID. So it is not ideal, but we have to adapt, mm. Mark, don't we? This is yeah. the ever-changing ever world we live in. I was looking, I was looking at the um, sort of matchups, and I was like, "Well, that's a great team to run against, but I can't play that team because too many injuries in that backfield. You know, too much of a share." Same with the receivers. No, well, they've lost their one, they've lost their two. So who are we going to play from there? So it's just, it's, I feel like your player pool is getting smaller and smaller every week yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And um, and it feels like that in, in all the sports I'm playing in DFS at the moment, because the NBA <laughs> slate is basically like, you're picking a who's who of bench players at the moment in that. It mm. just seems that in sport in general, it, COVID is, COVID and injuries are rife at the moment. Yeah, and with the all the um, Premier League rumours about, um, mm. oh COVID, yeah. yeah, who knows what's going to happen to this week, this season, um, weekend, sorry, slate for that as well. So, yeah, yeah, lots of uncertainty. As if there isn't enough uncertainty in our lives already, we can't even rely on, on these injury reports anymore. I know, but for for immunity, then the everyone who's you know had COVID or designated COVID, just yeah. get yourself down to a number ten party down at Downing Street where everyone seems to be immune and no one needs to follow rules anymore. Maybe that's where we need to start playing the games. We're doing politics, are we now? You can can help yourself, could you? you That that is all you'll hear from me as of now. I will not speak anymore because it's probably not PC enough um, or or PG enough for this pod, Mark. We couldn't have had um, Jack on this week if you were going to talk about politics and stuff. (laughs) No, we couldn't. Um, yeah, so um, before we do anything else, let's just I'll just quickly let you know about the contest available on Fan Team this weekend. Uh, there's the usual Sunday Red Zone, which is all eleven games from the nine and the six, sorry, six and nine p.m. kickoffs. That's um, got the usual two euro and twelve euro buy-ins with seven and a half thousand euro and two and a half thousand euro prize pools. I think last week I was really I was doing pretty well for a long time, and as seems feels like happens to me every other week. Come the nine o'clock games, about the third quarter, my teams just fall off a cliff. And it seems like it's a, it's like I think at the moment I'm almost making it happen because I'm expecting it to happen. You know, I'm manifesting yeah. it at the moment. I think, as the youngsters would say. Um, so yeah, um, so let's let's talk about something a little bit more positive for me, season long, because I'm actually doing okay. And that, Nick, um, are you ready to show us your pod team for this week? I wish Do you I want had, to show wish, us your pod wish team. I didn't this have week. to show the pod team <laughs> yeah. this week. So, the yeah, let's have a look at the tail of the tape then. So, this was the, the past week for me, um, not a not a bad week across the board, I don't think, point scoring wise, but greatly helped by that strong core of Jefferson, Cousins, Taylor, um, Pittman. Harris had a, a decent enough game as well, but mm. um, I didn't make up 
any ground whatsoever with that performance. Um, in fact, I don't, I don't know if I've maybe even lost ground with this pod team yet again last week. Um, I did take a, I think I did take a slight hit, so I don't think that's helped me. But I'm mingling around six fifty three with my pod team. My highest team's at three seventy four, and I've got a couple of teams mingling around the four hundreds that still have a chance. But this pod team's down at six fifty, and I'm running out of weeks to turn it round now. And because of the injuries that that are cropping up, it's I think a lot of players I will want now moving forward are probably going to be fairly highly on so either I go at it from a perspective of trying to target the people that aren't as highly owned um which are a couple of the guys I've brought in this week I've I've tried to make it so it is that way um but yeah not a bad week mark there but the um the issues glaringly are I've got a few on by this week so Jasicki um, which I knew that was coming, but he was a transfer I didn't want to make up until this week, really. Pittman is another, and Jonathan Taylor. Um, it's concerning me that Mixon isn't really practicing either, um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with him, I think, and hope that he he suits up at the weekend. So the changes that I've had to make this week, understandably, because of the buys yet again coming in and no matter how much planning I've tried to do for these buys, I feel like it's they've still come quite thick and fast for certain players. Um the Taylor and Pittman one has just crept up on me from absolutely nowhere. Was aware of it, but it's it's <laughs> I feel like I opened my teams earlier and it was just like a sea of red. Um so what I've tried to do this week, I have brought in Fournette um not a bad run to end the season, I don't think, Fournette. And he has been really involved as of late in Tampa Bay's offense. I really like the usage. He starts off with a tough game this week against Buffalo, but I do think Buffalo are a team that you can actually run on. And then he's got a really good run to finish the season with the Saints, the Panthers, the Jets, and the Panthers again. Um, Deontay Johnson is just getting too many targets and it's such a high percentage target share of the passing there in Pittsburgh. He's getting such the volume is crazy so I'm not going to ignore him any longer at 17 um, especially whilst the, the Steelers are still chasing. Um, and then Kittle is the other one now since I think since probably week not week one because I brought Hawkinson in regrettably, but probably since about week four or week five, I've not really spent up at the tight end position in this team. Um, I've had a, a mixture of Dalton Schultz. I think I might have had Dawson Knox for a week or two. Um, I, I think I've even been as low down as, as Uzoma at points, but um, Kittle comes in this week at 15 and a half. Um, again, low owned as things stand. Started the season off a bit slow, I think, but in recent weeks, since coming back from his injuries, he's, he's looked more like the kittle that fantasy owners seem to love. And I think because the Niners are still a little bit banged up in certain areas of their offense, like there's no set running back there. We know it's a running back by committee anyway, but I think because they're, they're having these little niggly injuries, you know, Debo Samuel for the second week seems to have popped up on the uh, the injury list as well. Um, I mean, Kittle's a massive part of that offense anyway, but he just seems to, 
he just seems to be uncovered in at times in the game, and you think you're like it, that's George Kittle. Someone should probably be on him, but linebackers can't really match up against him. He's a big physical tight end, and he contributes massively in in the receiving game for San Francisco as well. So he, he you know, I'm not going to ignore him any longer, Mark. I do think. He is a good addition. He's probably one of the more consistent tight ends in recent weeks when you look at his scores and his usage. Um, So even though I don't like spending up at that position, given that he is low-owned and given that San Francisco are pushing for that wildcard spot, um, I'm more than happy to, to bring him in. And I do think Jimmy, as much as I'm not a massive Jimmy Garoppolo lover at quarterback, I think he does have a bit of a connection with Kittle. Yeah, I like him. He's um, I like that play. I think he's he's one of the few tight ends that has that ceiling game, big ceiling game in them. And um, is he what's that? Four percent owned? Is he? Yeah, four percent as, as it stands. Yeah. Now that will yeah. be based on last week, I'm sure. So the, it yeah. is more than likely that um, that that will increase. I've no mm-hmm. doubt this week. But given that a lot of people have got similar issues, where there's got to be transfers of people like Taylor and I'm sure Pittman will have been highly owned going into this week as well with his buy. So it might be an area where people look away from as, as an area of need. So it, it could be, I mean, he had, 30, he had nine on 40 points against the Seahawks last week, which yeah. it, for a tight end is absolutely incredible. Some of some tight ends on the list we've spoken about won't score that in, in a season. So yeah, he's um, he's got that high ceiling, like you said, and, I'm hoping that not many jump ship to Kittle this week and it, hopefully it'll just give me a little bit of a leg up and uh, try mm. and chase the pack again. Yeah, and Deontay Johnson has just been so consistent, hasn't he? Again, he seems under-owned to me as well. I think um, he's one of... There's only three... I think there's three receivers who get over 30% target shares facing both man and zone coverage. The top two are Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, and the third one is Deontay Johnson. Yeah. So he's pretty much match-up, match-up proof at the moment. Um, it's all about health, basically him staying healthy and stuff. So I really like him. Um, Fournette's been on fire. I mean, just in the receiving game, it's been like, was it eight eight targets or eight receptions, eight receptions and six receptions the last three games, I think, something like that. Oh, he's yeah, and he's we'll been... talk about him more, I'm sure, when yeah. it comes to the um, the red zone contest. But mm-hmm. his his targets that he's getting, uh, you can't ignore them. Cannot ignore them. No, so I think um, so. Yeah, I'm, I think those are a good choice. I think having two bringing two four percent players in will help you. Assuming they do well, help you sort of catch up and make us some ground. So. I'm hoping so, Mark, because I've, I've not got much time left to make that ground up. So, even just to jump into the, you know, the five hundreds, if I can manage that this week, mm. uh, which isn't a massive amount of points in difference. So, for, like, I'm looking at one of my teams now that's around four fifty, and it's only really a difference of about sixty points between this team and that team. So, it's not, it's not a huge gap to make up, given mm. that on a good week you can you know you can score a massive amount of points in this season long there's there yeah. can be some weeks where you're scoring 70 80 points there can be some weeks where you're scoring 160 170 points and ideally it's those weeks that I need now to close the season out to get anywhere close to in the cash spaces but this is becoming this is a team that we talk about every week because we've spoke about our teams throughout the season we've covered the same team 
Um, you know, if I was talking passionately about one of my teams, it would be the one that is leading leading the pack, which is in the three hundreds. That's the one that has the chance of cashing. Um, but for consistency, I'll still talk about this team because it does still have a slim chance of getting to the cash spaces, and there will be people like me that are in this position as well. No, I think I think it's, there's still five weeks to go, and if you made up, if you made up sixty points a week, say. That's 300 points you're going to make up. Mm. So, you know, I think it's definitely doable. I also think people, as I always mention this, I think as the season goes along, some people's interest will tail off. Yeah. I just think by just being interested, I think, especially with the buys this week, we're a lot of popular players, you know? So, yeah, um, fatigue starts kicking in with stuff like this, doesn't it? At this yeah. stage in the season, I'm feeling it myself, and we love the sport mm. and we love talking about it, but you do feel it. You, looking at the same names every week, trying to guess the same same answers to the same equations. So the fatigue definitely does kick in. Yeah, so my pod team moved up from 479 to 400 this week. The um, Funny enough, this so I've got four teams in this season long and I had this beautiful spreadsheet with all my bye weeks, etc. And for some reason, I did a very good job with this team, the pod team. My team, which is currently my second highest team, which is about 220th, 240th or something, I've managed to end up with four transfers to do this week. I've got no idea how I've mucked that up. Thankfully, my team in the top 100 wasn't an issue. Um, but for the pod team, I always forget to do the last week's scores, um, but I made up 79 points. Um, you know, helped by players like Jefferson and Gronk there. Um, but going forwards for this week, I had Jonathan Taylor in there. Obviously, I had to take him out, and I've put in Alvin Kamara. I think we'll probably be talking about this in more detail for the weekly one as well. Why I think he's um, such a good pick there. Um, and I had to change defense because that was New England, so I've just put in the Bears because they're cheap. Not too much analysis <laughs> needed required for the defense there, especially not season long. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think that's it. I've really only had to make that change from Taylor to Kamara. That was really it. I don't think there's much more to say about that. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it, Mark. Um, Gronkowski was one that I'd looked at and considered at tight end as well. I just, his, his floor games, um, I, I don't, he, he, he does, we've said it before, he is basically a wide receiver, isn't he, in that offence, but mm. um, some of the floor games that he has, yeah, um, yeah, and I don't know all tight ends are capable of that, but I think it's just the weapons that surround him in that offense. Um, in terms of the transfers, you know, like, you know, Kamara can't can't complain at that. Um, I just I, I don't know about the Saints at the moment. Um, I don't know, don't know. Yeah, but no, the, well, the team, the team on the whole. I, I mean, the receiving cause out of this world. Um, that in terms of if you're owning four receivers. Yeah. I know Mike Evans, we spoke about before, can be patchy, but you know when mm. he's on form, you you could be looking minimum hundred points from your receivers alone there. Which, when you then look at the fact that you've got Josh Allen at quarterback, Gibson and Kamara at running back, it's the, this team has the potential to score mm. massive points. Yeah, Evans, I think he might be coming out next week if he puts up another low scorer because he's just not been consistent enough and we'd be down to four weeks left by then so I may well switch to a receiver as more match up got very match up sort of friendly 
end of mm. schedule, you know, end of season schedule, something like that. Because I still need to catch up a little bit on this, you know, not as much as you as your team, but I still need to do some catching up. So, like, um, yeah. So we we will see. We will see. Um, so that's our season long stuff. Just I just thought it'd be nice if we had a just a quick five minute chat about tonight's um, Thursday night showdown game. Yes. Yes. Um, maybe I do you want me to share. Should I share my screen on that one as well? Yeah, go ahead. Let's go on and stop that one and we'll share that. Let's see, we've got a tab open for this. Here you go. Vikings against the Steelers. We've just been having various chats in various groups and stuff about quite a few things here to do with tonight's game. I think probably the biggest question of these, um, Everyone's lips is what to do about Cooker Matterson because at this, as we sit here now recording this, or looks like Cook is actually miraculously going to play tonight. Yeah, um, he's still um, he's still listed as as questionable, isn't he? But that everything I'm seeing seems to suggest that he will be. Yeah, it's a case of is can you play? So I think there is an odd way to play Cooker Matterson together. Not everybody agrees with me. And the reason I'd want to do that is because the actual um, the matchup against Pittsburgh run defence, especially if you look at these sort of fantasy points over the last five weeks, um, is absolutely fantastic. It's like the fourth oh, yeah. best matchup. Mm. And so if Delvin Cook was fit and healthy, he'd be your number one player with, um, with the captain on him, I think, 100% in this game. Yeah. Absolutely. I think if, if you knew that he was suiting up even at maybe eighty percent, I think you you'd mm. you'd definitely stick the, the captain captain patch on him, shall we say. Um is there a case to play both Cook and Madison? Is there the funds available to do that, Mark, do you think? I uh, you can make definitely make a lineup. Um you obviously need to play a cheap player, you know, like a um like Possibly a Washington and McLeod, or you go crazy and play like a Ham or someone like that, or even a Zach Gentry, you know. But it is it is definitely viable. It's definitely viable. Um, the other side thing about this is, I think there's no Adam Thielen tonight, mm. which means that that would mean that would make you think that Jefferson is sort of nailed on for a for a smash game, doesn't it? Yeah, you you would think that. Well, you you would think that, but I also think Mm. KJ Osborne becomes a a sneaky pick at 10.8 million as well there. Um, And I think it probably helps Tyler Conklin as well. So if I was putting Mm. a lineup together, they would probably be two that I'd also be targeting, given that Thielen is out. Um, And they are on the cheaper side. I think you Mm. can build... If you did want to go the double running back route and go with Cook and Matheson, um, I think you can build a decent line if you've got Osborne and you've got Conklin in. And then if you're willing to, like you say, include someone like a James Washington, for example. On the flip side, Mark, Hmm. you could... I mean, it all depends on that status of Cook, but... If Cook isn't good to go, then you can drop down slightly and pick Matteson. And Najee Harris is actually cheaper than them both as well. Um, and the Steelers 
uh, a good team to run on statistically. Um, but the Vikings, he can run on as well. And they have given up quite a few touchdowns in recent weeks to receiving running backs, which Najee Harris also is. So I think you there's a case there as well to actually play both running backs in this game from each team. It just it's a flip of the coin on whether you decide to go Madison or whether you decide to go Cook. Yeah. This is one of those where you're probably gonna have to wait till closer to the game to get any real gauge or understanding on the status of Cook and, and whether he's good to go at hundred percent, whether he's on a snap count, we don't know. Yeah. And Deontay Johnson is another one who's got a really good matchup in his um in here today. I mean if if Cook wasn't in, then I think it's relatively easy to make your lineups based yeah. around Madison, Johnson, and then you can use, like you say, some cheaper pieces like Osborne, Conklin, whatever, and rotate, you know, Harris's, etc. I don't don't have massive interest in either of the quarterbacks in this matchup personally, because I think it takes away from some of the other skill positions. And definitely the ceiling on Roethlisberger isn't very high. Kirk Cousins is better. If I choose one quarterback, it would be Kirk Cousins because he's had a great season. Do you think with the quarterbacks, Mark, that given the the doubt over the running backs, that Mm. there's a case to be made to actually just build a Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, Osborne, Conklin kind of lineup with maybe throwing in a Najee Harris in there as well. Um, I mean, it doesn't allow you to play... Deontay Johnson building a lineup yeah. like that, so you'd have to throw in a cheaper piece from Pittsburgh's receiving core. I would say again a James Washington maybe, but I think given that the stats say that you can run on Pittsburgh, do you think a lot of people are likely to play one of Cook or Madison? Could you get a leg up on people if you are more than willing to put those funds into? Kirk Cousins instead mm. and rely on Kirk Cousins and his receivers. Because like it's a great said, leverage expect, play. Isn't we're it? expecting a big game, aren't we, yeah. from Jefferson? And mm. the, the the as mu- the, the, the quite a balanced offense, I think it's fair to say, Minnesota, because they they do run the ball a lot, but Kirk Cousins also throws a lot. So they are quite a balanced offense. I think like they're one of the few teams where I think there's a case week on week to actually to actually play. If you were doing a stack, you you could actually have a, a Cook, Cousins, and Jefferson or Thielen stack if you wanted to. And I I think you could go into um you could go into a, a red zone contest for example and not think oh well if Cook's having a good game, Jefferson or Thielen aren't going to have a good game. Mm. That offense is really balanced. The points are quite spread week on week. Yeah, and that's and that's another reason potentially to do. What you're saying, because Cook and Madison, if they both play and say Cook isn't 100%, they don't give him his usual workload, they could basically vulture points from each other. Yeah. And that mean, you know, whereas on, say, the Pittsburgh side, you know, the points could be more focused around Deontay Johnson or Najee Harris or, you know, one of our favourites, Freya Muth. So, like, um, yeah, I feel I feel I need to play more than one lineup in this tonight. That's kind of what I'm getting from this. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, for me, it could be one of those play more than one lineup, but maybe play a fairly similar lineup and just rotate mm. the captain around just to try and cover your bases. I think that's probably the way I would approach this tonight. Mm. But I think all things are possible. I think you can build a two. If you want to play with a Cook and Madison lineup, you 
you really can do. Um, it's a hard game to call because Pittsburgh are, um, they don't really get many plaudits yet. They still, you know, their record's okay. They're <laughs> still in the playoff hunt as far as I'm aware. Mm. And um, yeah, so, and Minnesota seem to find a way to lose games, which they should win. So yeah, tricky game to call. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, so before we move on to the main course of building our week 14 lineup, I think you want to tell us something. It is that time in the show, obviously, Mark. Manscaper Rooney makes its return. So as people are aware, you listen to our show on a weekly basis. The support for the Five Yard Rush Daily Fantasy Sport Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Every single week, Mark. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard it 14 times. (laughs) Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for those all-important family jewels. Manscaped, they have recently launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lomo 4.0, all across Europe. Um, We've spoken in great detail about this before, Mark. Um, All the good features that the the Lomo 4.0 has, if you want to check them out, I would say get over to Manscaped. There is actually a pretty good TV advert that demonstrates as well without showing you, obviously, the, the too much. Um, but, yeah, get yourself over to Manscaped. Check it out. Um, it is an area of the body you should not be neglecting. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. We have an exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code five yard at the checkout and that is at manscaped.com so when you get to the checkout put in the code five yard and that will grant you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping fantastic product don't miss out on the offer it's a good chance to get a good chunk of money off it as well and there is some really good packages over at manscaped as well um, the undies that you get in the little box set are, are nice and comfortable so get yourself over there um, like I said, pl- plenty of products out there that are offered by Manscaped, but are fantastic. I know to get you in the Secret Santa this year. Um, Let's get me some Manscaped so... undies. They're nice. They're nice. I like them. Uh, we should be getting them for free, I should think, by now. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's carry I don't know on. about fantasy fatigue, Mark. I think I'm getting Manscaped fatigue week on week. Mm. <laughs> Below the waist grooming fatigue. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> shall we... <laughs> Let's try and build our lineup for this week, shall we? So here I am. I'm in the the it's the seven and a half thousand euro red zone contest, and we've got 135 million to spend on our nine players. As ever, we're going to start a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is the most expensive, which I'm assuming is for matchup reasons, because it can't be because of recent performances. Um, then you've got Josh Allen in that big game against Tampa Bay. Justin Herbert, who was actually beat, he's on an absolute tear at the moment. Then Tom Brady and Bolton and um, Lamar Jackson. So, who do you want to talk about first? Um, I mean, there's some. Do you know what, Mark? I don't actually like this list this week because I feel like there's some that are too obvious and there's a few that are in difficult matchups like Tom Brady and Josh Allen both in difficult matchups they're against each other mm. um Mahomes you would say is in a favorable matchup 
against the Raiders, but he's just not played that well in recent weeks. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, I mean, he's picked up a little bit, but he just doesn't look like the MVP Patrick Mahomes that we used to seeing. Kansas don't look that great anyway, I, I don't think. Um, look at that, last six weeks, he's had a 36-pointer, and then it's 14 points. It's the second highest in the last six weeks. Yeah, he just... It just seems off to me, Mahomes. I don't know. He's even mm. just his his throwing motion seems off. He, like he doesn't seem like he's he's slinging the ball the same the same way he has in previous years. I don't know. He, I could be could be overthinking it. And he is still one of the top scoring quarterbacks. But if I was spending that much, I'd probably be looking at Justin Herbert, like you said, who who has been on a tour recently. Mm. I actually like some of the cheaper options this week. Mm. Um, Starting a little bit lower down the list with, I say a little bit lower. He's he's still you know sort of top ten on there. But Russell Wilson against the Texans, um, though the Texans have been pretty good against quarterbacks in recent weeks. We we said the other week that it gets to a point in the season where the the stats almost go out the window a little bit, mm-hmm. and you've just got to take the matchup at face value. And Russell Wilson and the Seahawks coming off a big win against the the San Francisco 49ers. So this, you would say they're out of the wildcard mix, but they are actually statistically still in it. They're only a few games back. So um, every game's must win for them here on out. So I like Wilson there. Um, but the one that did catch my eye, Mark, and it feels like another trap, but Cam Newton is the one that caught my eye against the Falcons. Um, this is one where I can't ignore the stats behind it. Falcons D, second worst this season against quarterbacks. Um, McCaffrey out as well, I think, means that there'll be a bit more responsibility that will fall on Cam's shoulders this week to dictate the game. And I think it'll benefit him certainly when they get into sort of goal line positions. Um and there's there's a nice stack to be had, I think, there as well with uh, with DJ Moore's reasonably priced. Obviously, we'll come to him when we go through the receivers. But um, yeah, there's um, for me the quarterbacks this week a lot that I don't really a lot that I don't really like. Like yeah. Ryan Tannehill in weeks gone by, I would have said yeah, like like Ryan Tannehill there at his price, but. They just hey, the Titans were were struggling, weren't they, before the bye? So and they got so many injuries. That's the yeah, that's it. And Julio Jones is back this week. That you know, if I was looking at them, that's one of the things that did catch my eye. But you yeah, played the first quarter anyway. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> um, you know, coming off IR anyway. Um, but yeah, the obvious picks I had down were, were Justin Herbert. Um, I did put Dak on my list, but I, I don't even think Dak's an obvious pick against Washington's defense this week. Um, I like Russ, I like Tannehill, but Cam Newton was the one that, at his price, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna punt at someone this week to try and be a bit different and not just own Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, Cam Newton's pretty cheap. The, the matchup against Atlanta is fantastic. Um, it really is. If I was paying down, though, and this might get me kicked off this show till the end of the season, I would probably play Taysom Hill. Which the reason being not because I don't, I'm not queuing, I'm not viewing him as a quarterback there. I'm viewing him as a running back, and the Jets are 
pretty much the worst, the best matchup for running backs this week. If you, if you look at the last five weeks, I mean, I'm using stats all based on from the last five weeks, and they are the best matchup for running backs. Yeah. So if you consider him like that, um, I would say he'd, he'd be who I'd be paying down for. If I was paying up, though, I still like both Brady and Josh Allen. I just think that game's going to be like a 35-31 sort of a game. And I think those two will be the reason. I know they've both got strong, um, they've got strong defences, both those teams, for different, in different ways. But we're just at that part time of the season where the best offences, you know, and the playoff calibre offences just do well and they just score. And I think yeah. this is going to be one of those games. I can't wait to see it as a game, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Uh, so if I was paying up, I'd, I'd happily be there. But I know what you mean. It's not, I feel like other weeks we've been almost spoiled. Whereas this week, I don't feel like that at all. Um, yeah, the, it feels like with with the matchups, feel like there is a couple of obvious picks who will likely be highly owned. Um, there are some picks who will likely still score well regardless of the matchup, but there's that risk that they won't because of the matchup. And then there is some picks that are a bit cheaper, but you don't necessarily feel that confident playing them. And this this feels like one of them weeks at quarterback. It's probably one of the positions this week that I like the least. Mm. And so there is a case to be made for spending down if you don't really like the position. Mm. So we've got to pick one. I'm really I'm struggling here because I wish we could both agree on one in the middle somewhere. Yeah, because I don't really want to pick Cam Newton on there. I almost don't want to go on record. Yeah, with it being recording, but um, you know, for me, I think it's Cam or Taysom Hill. If we're going cheap, well, I will. I would never let you live it down if we picked Taysom Hill on this podcast. In fact, I will not allow Taysom Hill to be picked on this <laughs> podcast. So insert Cam Newton into that lineup, please, Mark. Thank you okay. very much. Fine. Um, I'm gonna yeah. win. I'm gonna win with a Taysom Hill lineup. In that fact, all my lineups are gonna be Taysom Hill lineups for this week now. Which, <laughs> if if Taysom Hill, if we finish this podcast with Taysom Hill in that quarterback one position, we would never hear the end of it. I would never hear the end of it because I don't. I don't like Taysom Hill. But you know that Jack would come knocking. Jack, who has guested on the show several times. He's in exactly the same boat as me. He does not like Taysom Hill, so neither do I. We, but... you, yeah, but Mark, you've suggested him. I, I feel like there's a little bit of love there. But no, yeah. no, just fantasy, just you know, head over heart. Anyway, let's move over to the. You know, if we need to find another point four million, we know where we can go. Um, <laughs> I want because I want to spend up a defense this week, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you know, looking at the running backs. The prices are a bit more compressed than they have been recently. Yeah. Uh, we've got Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, who's, who's, I think he's definitely going to play Joe Mixon, but he's, uh, he's definitely he's injured as well. Mm-hmm. Fournette and Kamara's coming back in what's a favourable matchup, and it also looks like Mark Ingram isn't going to be available. Um, so, yeah. And, um, and then um, you've got Gibson, who's been on a real tear recently, completely. Um, um, taken over that offence the last few weeks. So, yeah, Yeah. I think there's some good options here. Yeah, I think there is as well. Gibson is a player I've brought in in a couple of my season longs, actually, this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, again, some obvious picks. If Joe Mixon 
is fit and healthy to go, then the Niners, again, in recent weeks, teams have been able to run on them. Mm. Um, Fournette, we mentioned about Fournette, Mark. Um, Bill's defense, I think, is lauded to be this really good, really strong defense, and it can be, but in the past five weeks, they've allowed six touchdowns and over 600 yards to running backs, and that is just ground yards. That's not including any yards through the air to the position as well. Um, you made a good point with Fournette. His usage at the moment is is crazy. In the last four weeks, he's had 31 targets in, in that time. I think he's the second most targeted running back, but the highest in terms of reception. So he's really efficient with his targets as well. Um, and I think he's had around 420 yards for the season. So I just really like Fournette's usage at the moment. He seems to, we've always said with Brady that he's never really had a running back. And Fournette played well towards the end of last season. Started this season quiet, but he's come on really strongly in the last few weeks. Um, I, I, I like that pick there at 18.9. Even coming up against Buffalo, I think he's a good pick this week. Um but there is a name a little bit further down the list that I like as well. I think if if Melvin Gordon isn't a go, I think Javonta Williams at 15.7 feels like a good price as well this week because the only thing that stops him actually getting into a Belco-type role is when Melvin Gordon is fit and healthy. Um, last week, he had the opportunity to see more snaps, more carries, and look what he does. So I think he'll, even if when Melvin Gordon comes back, to be honest, I think Javonta Williams, this is his position now for me. He is clearly at this stage the better running back. And I think at 15.7, especially if Gordon's not good to go, I think he's a good price. If Gordon is good to go, I'd probably think twice about it at that price. But I think the pricing him at that, because they're expecting that he won't be. I think if, if Gordon was healthy, he'd probably maybe two million less on that price tag. Yeah, I think um, how many times have we said, you know, we watch it and we're like, yeah, he, they should be playing that player and they don't. And I'm, that's the danger is that as much as, as well as he's done, Williams, I think that if Gordon comes back, he's still going to be just slightly get slightly more um, injury permitting, obviously slightly more workload than Williams, but Williams can be more efficient. Yeah. I think down here though, if you want to, if you want to pick a player around the same price, I think Josh Jacobs is kind of a, I think he's an obvious play this week. Mm. Against the Chiefs. Yeah. And his, his use in the passing game was, um, um, it's kind of increased a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not known as a pass catching running back, is he? But it has stepped up. And there's no real competition for him in that backfield, and at that price, no. I just think I just think he's um, for me he's my first. No, he's my, actually he's my second person, my second running back on on my list. Um, Jacobs, my first is um, Alvin Kamara this week. I just think the matchup is so good. No Mark Ingram. I know there's always this this is sort of narrative that because Taysom Hill's playing, Kamara won't get any points. But I think the Jets are so bad against the run, they can both score points on the ground. I don't yeah. think that's an issue. Um, I really like I like Kamara. Um, I like Fournette. I, to be honest, if Mixon's fit, I like him as well. Mm. Eckler could also... The other thing I was going to... I forgot to mention to you, when you say like Justin Herbert, 
for charges. Of course, they could be without um, their top two receivers this weekend. And I think that possibly means that Eckler will get more of the workload. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, as he's the most expensive, as tends to happen, it tends to slightly suppress their ownership. Yes. Yeah, we have seen that in, in weeks gone by. Mm. Um, I think if you're paying down at quarterback, he's someone you can definitely include in there. And I think mm. if the situation remains the same, like you said, with Keenan Allen out, Mike Williams out, he'd definitely be someone who would, would be in my thoughts as a, as a starter. Um, one yeah. thing, just going back to Josh Jacobs, Mark, um, mm. one thing I really like about Jacobs is you see on some teams that you can have a lead back and then they get to the goal line and the lead back disappears. Um, and, you, you 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 know, we saw it with Taylor last season. He'd get to the goal line and all of a sudden Naeem Hines is coming into the game as, as a goal line back and you're like, what is going on? Less or so this season with Justin, Josh Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor even just seems to be uh, you know running through everyone. But what I like about Jacobs is when they get to the goal line, it's Josh Jacobs that's on the goal line waiting for the ball. And it always seems that that is the play that they're going to go with. They just pound Josh Jacobs in. Mm. Um, that's what I really like. When they get to that position, they don't overthink it. They just hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs and let him do the work because he he's, he's good for, you know, if you're in that sort of position where you're two, three yards out, he's good for two, three yards of carry. So, yeah. you know, he's going to get in there. I do like Josh Jacobs. I think I think we'll put him in. I yeah, think we'll I think have, we'll put him in. And, and how he's. I think it's recently. a really good price. I really do. I mean, you can make a case for a lot of these players. To be perfectly honest, um, up here this in could the middle, very much be a, it could be a three running back week again, Mark. It definitely could be, could be one of those weeks. Definitely could be. Um, let's have a look at further down. Um, Devonta Freeman seems to have taken over the sort of RB one role there in Baltimore, which yeah, um, I find as, you no, know, I still wouldn't pay up thirteen point one million for a running back in Baltimore that's not named Lamar Jackson. Um, even though he does seem to have taken over the carries there, I, I mean Cleveland's a tough mm. matchup, I think, for them as well. They've not been great recently, Baltimore. Mm. Um, and then, Lamar gosh, they got some injuries. Yeah, and, and Lamar Jackson doesn't look the same Lamar Jackson that he looked. Mm. Four or five weeks ago, he's 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 had a bit of a dip as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know with Freeman. I just I just don't like any running back really in that offense. That's one of them teams that I just I see them and I just think, oh, that's cheap, but avoid. Um, yeah, no confidence there at all. So there's lots of um injury related um players here on the second page. Gordon Ingram looks like he's gonna be out. Um, Hubbard could be back to. A, RB one role in Carolina, possibly, possibly. Um, <laughs> what player? The Houston Texans have got a really good matchup against the Seahawks. Seahawks are not great against um, uh, running backs, fantasy points scoring wise on the ground. <sighs> got any interest in anybody like a Rex Burkhead? It's, uh, not Rex Burkhead, no. <laughs> a, not Rex got, Burkhead at all, no. David um, Johnson. I don't know. They, they got the, the matchup is so good. I just feel I feel like one of them is going to score. You know, hit their value easily. Yeah, I've been burned too many times by David Johnson mm. to even speak his name 
Well, we don't have to, you don't actually on this slate. You don't have to go that far down. No, I don't think you do. I mean, position. on the second page, like you've got Kareem Hunt at twelve point eight mm. at the top of that list. There, we know that he he's basically a receiver on that team, isn't he? Because he he doesn't take a lion's share of the carries out of the backfield. He certainly has, you know, five, ten carries a game, maybe. He's he's had some goal line snaps as well mm. in, in the past. And because they are light at receiver, he comes in and, and takes some of that workload as well. So I think he's a like like a like a better McKissick. Um, not to talk down McKissick, Mark, because mm. I'm sure you love him. He's down there at ten point seven, but that's that's how Kareem Hunt like he feels to me like a bit of a McKissick in that offense. He'll still score your points. You might not get a consistently good week week in week out out of him, but when he does score points, he does return his value. Um, so he'd probably be one of the only ones I would consider in that match against Baltimore. There's not a lot that I like on this second page. But like you said, we don't actually need to go this far down, I don't no, think, this week. We don't. And we've, we've got two running backs in the team. So we may well come back and pick a third. But I think we can talk about wide receiver now. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill, two million more expensive than Keenan Allen, who I think is going to be out. Yeah. It's, look, it's looking that way. But I read something earlier that he was vaccinated, I think. So mm. if he returns a negative test, I think he can play. So his his status is actually still up in the air, as is Mike Williams. Mm. Um, but that's one to keep an eye on because I love I love both of them to be honest this week, especially if you're going to play mm. Herbert quarterback. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is a case to have both of them in there if you're going to stack two um, against the Giants. But um, if I was going for one of the two. Um, I do like that Mike Williams is over three million cheaper, but I do prefer the share of targets that Keenan Allen's received mm. in recent weeks. He's been so consistent, Keenan Allen. He um, is every off, season. Yeah, he started off pretty slow, didn't he, at the beginning of this year? Because Mike Williams was getting everything. Yeah, but it's sort of he's just gone back to his usual role. Yeah, he's just he flies under the radar, Keenan Allen. He's like Mister Consistent. Never a massive amount of touchdowns, but always gets the volume in terms of targets and receptions. Great pair of hands. Mm. One of the purest receivers I think you'll see in the league in terms of his his route running and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I, I like both of those Chargers receivers this week. Yeah. If they're healthy. If they're healthy, yeah. So, what about Tyreek Hill being the most expensive against Raiders? His actual, his actual figures aren't as bad when you look at them, as you possibly are led to believe. Yeah. I think he suffers by the fact we expect so much. We expect him to get those 50-point weeks every single week. Um, and um, they're actually, it's actually not that bad. I mean, definitely boom or bust. There's like what? There's, in the last five, there's nothing between seven and 20. Yeah. So um, he's sort of reflecting the general malaise that the Kansas City offense is showing anyway. Just do me a favour, Matt, whilst mm. you're on... If you flick across the tight end and look at Travis Kelsey mm. and how he has performed. So he doesn't have the ceiling games that Hill has. Mm. And he still has... The, the odd games where he seems to have had a dip seem to be the same games where 
Hill had a dip. Obviously, games where Mahomes was struggling. But I think you get more consistent scoring out of Kelsey than you do with Hill. But you get bigger boom or bust with Hill. Yeah, so um, that make Hill more of a a you know a tournament play. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? But um, I don't know if we actually want to pay that twenty million for this week. I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's a very middling matchup. It's a middling matchup for wide receiver against the Raiders based on the last five weeks. I think, um, I personally, if we're going to pay up towards the top there, I just like Stefan Diggs this week. Yeah, yeah. Who, again, in recent weeks has looked more like Diggs. You can ignore Mm. that 9.1 because that was in Mm. basically the middle of a blizzard. Um, But all the games before that, you know, against the Saints, the Colts, the Jets. I know the Jets are a bad defense, but he's not had a bad game really mm. since that Tennessee game. He's had ste- he's had a couple of steady games, and he's had some mm. very good games since then. So yeah, yeah I, I like Diggs. I do, I do as well. Um, I think we'll put him in. Um, do we need to put, by the way, DJ Moore in here to go with? Yeah, I was going to come on to DJ Moore, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to pay down at quarterback and you're going to have someone like a Cam Newton in, and to be honest, you don't, I think there's a case to actually start DJ Moore, even if you've not got Cam Newton in. I've only included him in my list of players I, I like because it's a good stack with Cam. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a matchup alone, um, the Falcons have given up the second most yards and the joint most touchdowns to wide receivers in the last five weeks. So he is Cam Newton's favourite target on the offence. I think there is definitely a case to include him at 14.5. If you're going to start a Cam, you you almost have to include him by default. If you're not starting Cam, I still think he's cheap at 14.5. Yeah, I think think he is cheap. I think he's, um, if you think about it, he's he's the wide receiver one there and you've got people like Metcalf and Lockett, you know, sort of, and also, you've got um, who else is it? You know, two charges as well ahead of them. So yeah, I think so. The other guy I like who's cheap and seems a little bit too cheap to me is T Higgins. <laughs> I'm back on the T Higgins. We're back train. at T Higgins. It's well, took you a few weeks, but we're back. Yeah. Well, you know, there was that stat about how he scored. He's the top scoring wide receiver in fantasy for the last two weeks. And he's got another decent matchup against the Niners as well. And he's only 13.9. Feels to me like he's a sort of a an obvious cheap play. If yeah, I I, I won't argue with that, Mark. So if you want to insert him in as our third receiver. Yeah. Great. So we down here, just also on the second page, if Alan and or Mike Williams don't end up playing. Then you've got to start looking at some of the cheap uh, charges receivers, I think. Yeah. Do you think there's a case this week as well, Mark, for Julio Jones, given he's coming back yeah. and there's not much there in Tennessee outside of him? Yeah, I know he was on that page then, which has just brought yeah. me to him, but he's twelve point two. I'm I see why you'd want to do it, but I just think you're chasing his past years, personally. I think I just don't I just don't see him doing it again. He's not done it much this season when he's when he has yeah. been healthy, has he? He's had that one week game. two. Yeah. Eight, and that's 18 points still, which I know is good for that price. But um, 
I don't know, just also he's just coming back from injury. You could just so you see so many paths to him re-injuring himself, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, another guy down here I've got a little bit of interest for if I save some money is Russell Gage as well. Because the last two weeks, 11 receptions there and then six receptions there and a TD um, would be a nice, no, not a nice run back, but if you're going to have a run back, you don't need to have one, but if you are, he could be a decent option. Mm. Um, against Carolina, Carolina pretty good, been pretty good against receivers, but you know I think we're looking for at that sort of price, the volume I think sort of makes him puts him in consideration. Yeah, correlates as well with some of the mm. other picks that we've picked. But so. I don't think we want to put him in right now because we might. No. Um, so anybody else you like on this second page at all? I was looking at some of the names as you were scrolling mm. down then, and the, the fact that. I'm in where St. Brown is on this second page at 10.6. Just mm. uh, uh, Marvin Jones, uh, it, they, they just, I wasn't going to say to actually start the mark despite that 24.8 there. What I was going to say is that looking at some of these names on this second page really puts me off anything yeah. below what we're seeing at the top of this page. Um, yeah, I agree. Because I don't think you agree. need to go as low as this if you're paying down other positions. No, and also we think in DJ Moore and T Higgins, you've got two such great value players oh, yeah. there, a receiver. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to tight end where we've got Travis Kelsey back on the slate, George Kittle coming off his big game, Darren Waller, and then Rob Gronkowski. Darren Waller is interesting to me though at that price. Yeah, because he's been so inconsistent. That's unlike you, Mark, to recommend Darren Waller. No, I'm not recommending him. I'm doing the opposite. Oh, I'm right. you're sorry. saying, no, I'm saying yeah. I'm I'm ah. interested in the fact that I don't know why he's priced above Gronk. Right, I see what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. I I, I I thought you'd completely done a U-turn then and you were on no. the Darren Waller bus. No, no. You'd see the signs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think um it's a weird week, I think, this one for some of the, for some of the top tight ends. I think you could play Kelsey if you're gonna pay up you could quite easily play Kelsey and not worry about that. You could quite easily pick Kittle and not worry about that. Gronkowski, I think he's had some really good weeks recently. Um, But there is always the danger that there's going to be some weeks where he's only targeted three or four times and only Mm -hmm. hauls in two of those. Um, There's actually a couple of the cheaper tight ends that I like this week, Mark, and for reasons that we've already mentioned, um, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams aren't good to go, I think Jared Cook's a cheap play at 9.1. He doesn't tend to see a massive amount of volume, but again, I think that's because the volume mainly goes to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. When you actually look at the targets between those two players, that's about 20 targets per week from what you know what what you're getting from Herbert so that's probably eating into I would say 60% of his his passing attempts and then the rest are mainly going to the likes of Eckler hmm. so I think Jared Cook tends to be again a bit boom or bust he's, he's touchdown dependent but I think if he's the two leading receivers are out then there's a, certainly a case that he could be a nice cheap player at tight end and hmm. I actually like Evan Engram as well this week on the flip side of that matchup, because I think in recent weeks, he's had a slight uptrend in his targets. He's nice and cheap at 8.6, but the Chargers do concede a lot of touchdowns to tight ends as well. I think they've conceded the second most this season to tight ends. 
think it's about 10 on the season now. So, and, and that does carry forward into the last five weeks as well. When you actually look at sort of that last month of games, yeah. they're no better defending against tight ends than they were the five weeks prior to that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I like that as a cheap play as well. Again, um, do we need to go cheap at tight end, Mark? Or can well, we pay up and get one of the more expensive ones? Let me just talk about one more cheap guy, Ricky Seals-Jones, with um, Logan Thomas going to IR. Yes. There's been... Um, RSJ had a three-game stretch as the starting tight end for Washington, and during that stretch, he finishes the overall tight end 14, tight end 6, and tight end 10. I think um, there's going to be a few fireworks in this game, and 7.2, I think, is another great option if you're looking to save some money at... Um, at tight end, but we don't think we need to necessarily. It must be that stretch there. The other guy, I would say, just because of purely matchup, and also he's like the second high scorer this season so far at tight end, is uh, Mark Andrews. He's another. Well, if you want to pay up, he's another great option. I think. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think he always. I don't think. I think he's generally lower owned. Mark Andrews. I think he kind of gets lost, and I think he will get lost in this. Because he's kind of at the beginning of that no man's land. Um, so yeah. So do you want to you want to pay up though now? Yeah, I mean we've, we've got thirty six point four. We're going to spend five or six on a. We're going to spend six or seven or something on a defense. Yeah, because I think um, there is some good value anyway. Yeah, just sort of six to six point five in the yeah. defense this this week. So we could have a Mark Andrews and still gives yeah. us then around 15 16 million to spread elsewhere yeah. once we've picked a defense which i think is a good nice strong position to be in so mm. let's have a look at that yeah so one defense i like down here on the bottom of the first page is the chargers because they're going up yep. to the giants and they're very shaky quarterback position yeah um the, there was yeah. three. Those three lower down that I liked, Mark. The yeah. Chargers were the first on my list. Um, the second on my list, but a bit more expensive, was the Titans against the Jags. The the Jags just yeah. look awful. I, having watched yeah. four quarters of the Jags last week against the Rams, they're just an awful football team. Um, the other one was the Jets. I actually had on my list this week. Um, which they're not a high-scoring defense by any stretch, but they'll be one of the lowest-owned defenses. And the Saints, I just don't like the Saints. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just I think they've really, really gone off the boil. Um, but they're not the Saints of old. So, yeah, and they're in games, the Jets. They're, they're like a weird team. They can be in games Mm. They do yeah. concede a lot of points, though, at the same time. So they're probably cheap for a reason. I I think the Chargers at six point nine yeah. is further against the Giants. You can't complain against that, even though you're paying more than you would for one of the cheaper defenses. Mm. I think you've got the potential to get more points from them. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think if I'm playing multiple lineups, I might just stick the Chargers into all of them, mm. just because I just. Um... I yeah, did that, something that. similar with one of my def- a defense I picked last week. I can't remember who it was, but they were that cheaply priced. I just thought, I'm not even going to think about this. I'm just going to put yeah. them in all my lineups because it, it's cheap enough. Yeah, and it, it's such a hard position to to predict and stuff. So, yeah. So we were left with one player, one position to fill. We've got 15.6 million to spend. These are all the affordable players in all positions. Um. 
There's nothing, there's nobody really exciting me at the top here of this list. If no. Mike Williams was playing, it would probably be him. That would be the first one that would probably mm. jump out at me as, as a pick would be if, if he isn't COVID designated, then I'd absolutely mm. slide him into the lineup. Do we put him in at this stage, Mark, in hope that he is going to play? Yeah, because but he's what a would close be the pivot conf- if yeah. he did. Yeah, what is, yeah, let's, let's switch. Assume he's not playing at the moment. I'm just going further down. Yeah. It's strange. It's strange when you do this, isn't it? Once you've got rid of the players you really want and you look at it, it's quite hard to choose. Um, Elijah Moore's been... He's been doing pretty well recently. Um, take away that one. Look at all those. It's pretty good. But playing a jet does feel are the, suboptimal. Are the, Cowboys, <laughs> are, are the Cowboys at home or on the road? I think it's at Washington, isn't it? Pretty sure it is. I just saw Cooper on that second page, but he tends to only play mm. when he's in Dallas. He's not. He's got a weird, a weird stat correlation. Amari Cooper, where if he's on the road, he just doesn't perform mm. as well as he does when he's at home. Actually, um, Dallas, um, the Dallas, um, McLaurin has a better matchup than the Dallas wide receivers. Uh, he's been very boom or bust, a bit more bust than boom recently. Yeah, yeah. he has. He's he's. he's do you think he's due a big week, Bill Mack? Mm. He's gone a few weeks now without that big week, and do you think that's a shootout game between Washington yeah. and Dallas? I think I think two things. I think teams are focusing on him a lot more than they were because he's just been so consistently good. And I think also they just Washington have become a run first team mm. since the bye week. But you know there is a case to be made for him. Jamar Chase, if you want to use the phrase due, Jamar Chase is definitely due. But T Higgins is kind of. Um, Good. I think that's um, it's a good matchup there as well. Yeah. I think because against San Francisco, because they they've had some injuries to defensive backs, and Josh Norman seems to be getting burned mm. week on week, and doesn't look anything like the Josh Norman of old. So yeah, and, and then you've you've got Metcalf there as well. If, mm. if 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 like if the beastly DK Metcalf turns up, you'd be happy with him there, but. Mm. I don't know let's why put in. Let's go all in. Let's go all in and put in Chase just to just so we can finish the show. Because <laughs> we could be here all night. <laughs> yeah, we could be here all plays. night choosing this team. But so I, there will, you go. I will say we've we've got him in, Matt. But if it turned out that Mike Williams, Mike Williams yeah. was was good to go, he would be my pick there at that four. Yeah, hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. So at the moment we've got Cab Newton, a quarterback, Leonard Fournette, and Josh Jacobs at running back. Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase at wide receiver, Mark Andrews at tight end, and the Chargers, DST. This feels like a very strong team to me this week. It feels very strong, and it feels very balanced as well across yeah. the board. There's, there's no, even at quarterback, because you're paying up 17.6 for mm-hmm. that position, it still feels very balanced funds-wise across the board. Um mm-hmm. It doesn't. There's no specific weakness, I don't think, throughout. I will um, obviously swap out Newton for Taysom Hill, but um, <laughs> we'll see how we get on. If I find out you've done that, but you will find it out. I will screenshot it out <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> but I'm not going to be here anyway for the next three weeks, probably because I'm going away. Fingers crossed. Assuming they don't change the rules by Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I'll be back 
for definite week 18, which is a giant cluster fudge of a week. So, like, um, so Nick, yeah, if, if I can get on for the next three weeks, I will do from Italy, but like, um, otherwise, I'll be handing everybody over to your safe hands. Yeah, so I suspect that there will be some guests on over the next few weeks because I'll be damned if I'm <laughs> going to sit here for an hour chunnering away to myself. Um, so yeah, no doubt we will have some guests on over the coming weeks, which is exciting, but you will be sorely missed, Mark. I do hope mm. you have a good holiday and I do hope that you manage to actually get away as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, so if I can jump on, there's definitely a path to me being able to jump on every now and again, or at least abuse you through the comments, if not on the actual <laughs> um, stream. So um, yeah, so um, you can find me at underscore SMRF on Twitter. Um, final words to you, Nick? Yeah, you find me at Nick of Wigan. Remember guys, when you pick your line up, catches are for sure, touchdowns are for dog. See you next week. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.